avoiding disaster when buying a business. Long ago, judges got sick of people saying that they did not know what they were signing. And generally, if you sign a contract, then you are stuck with it. Consumers get some leeway, but generally not business people. Nowadays, lawyers put essential information like price in easy-to-read schedules. Many put red stickers on contracts so that clients know exactly where to sign. This makes it easier for people buying businesses to have a quick look at the schedules, sign up and rely on the contract being fairly reasonable. As a buyer of a business, what do you need to look for? Well, first of all, expect the seller to be in poor health. Like ageing South American dictators facing a show trial, many desperate sellers seem to develop these, then cheerfully live on to 90. The seller will not want you to have a due diligence condition. This acts like a cooling off period for say 14 days. It allows time for your accountant to get a better and closer look at the business. It also gives time for you to reflect on the deal. Here are six other conditions that need to be considered carefully by a buyer. 1. Handover. On completion, the seller will want to receive the money, hand over the keys and walk away. A handover condition would list the various other documents and evidence of ownership that you may need if you are to finance, operate and eventually sell the business. Hopefully, you will be able to piece these items together later on. However, at that stage, it will not be the seller's problem as he, she or it will be long gone. Two warranties. These are promises made by the seller to say that the business is all right. There can be quite a few, for instance, that the business has no issues with the authorities. The seller promises that he does not know of certain other issues that affect the business. By giving these promises, the seller risks being sued by you if the business does not live up to these promises. 3. Restrictions on the seller's right to trade. This limits the seller's right to carry on a similar business in a certain area for a certain period of time after the sale. This is a difficult condition as a limitation should not be too wide or a court may throw it out. However, if you get it right, the seller will not be able to carry on a competing business for some time. If this is not specified in the contract, the seller can set up next door. Of course, the seller would not dream of coming back. But in the event of a miraculous recovery, getting this condition wrong gives the seller this option. For finance. This allows you to get out of the contract after, say, 14 days if no finance can be found but it can be used by some as a way of getting out of the contract generally. The seller will want you to find finance. However, without this clause and a contractual deadline looming, you will be even more motivated to ensure that you come up with the money. 5. Deposit. The standard deposit is often 10%. It is usually kept by a stakeholder. However, it is increasingly common for sellers to accept less than 10%. This can cause problems to the seller if the deal falls through. 
If there is a low deposit, it gives the seller very low leverage if a problem should occur. Having the deposit kept by a stakeholder on trust can be inconvenient for the seller. If the deal falls through, the stakeholder will usually insist on a court order or the consent of both parties before releasing the deposit. It would be far easier for the seller if the deposit was released to him straight away. Buyers should not allow the seller to hold the deposit. 6. Plant and Equipment Unless it is listed in the contract, you can never be sure that what you think is being sold is actually being sold to you. Anything not nailed down may disappear on settlement unless it is listed in the contract. Equally, you may be left with some large items of machinery that the seller does not want. Some items, which appear to be business assets, may not in fact belong to the seller, such as rights in intellectual property. Buyers usually require, and sellers normally accept, these conditions. If they are not included in the contract, it does not mean that you cannot ask for such concessions later on. However, it would allow the seller the advantage of being able to refuse. Buyers should not expect a contract to be fairly reasonable. In my experience, if you do not check the contract before you sign, then it is the condition that you desperately needed which is missing. We lawyers call this Sod's Law. I'm Paul Brennan and that was an extract from my book, The Ten Greatest Legal Mistakes in Business and How to Avoid Them, which is available on Amazon. Thank <laughs> you.